And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is your friend, Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up, guys? It's the Hawk. It's your other friend. Uh, we are in the nest, and uh, we're coming at you, man. We've been off and on schedule, but we got a great podcast. It is a beautiful time of the year. Mm. Uh, you need the heat at night, then you need the AC to need kick a light in. Jacket, yeah, light jacket, uh, light warmth, um, yeah. which is you know do you some good around North Carolina. Hang on to that one. Hang it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, we got a lot of action today, cover a lot of things. I'm excited to sleep. Yeah, man, I've been through two or three sweatshirts. I got a, a slight uh, lather going on, just a little balm because um, I've got a toboggan on. Then I got to roll it up because it's 40 degrees uh, at when I walk, walk the dog in the morning, had some long johns on, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, by the time lunchtime rolls around, bro, it's 75 and you need a tank top, uh, maybe swim trunks, um, drop the top. Mm-hmm. on the way home, you know, and then, uh, you know, next thing you know, every window in the house is fogged up because of the damn, like, rainforest in there. But uh, weather's great here. It's beautiful outside right now as long as you're sitting still. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot of interesting, dramatic-type things going on. A lot of them involve uh, physical either altercations or physical implications. We're going to talk about Draymond knocking mm-hmm. the shit out of Jordan Poole. A lot of stuff going on there. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, Tua, and um, there was one other guy that got concussed, and they Bridgewater is uh, back. Bridgewater, up. and then they Lights had a uh, dude from uh, was it Dallas or somebody got up staggering around. I mean, it's some interesting storylines there. Uh, Devontae Adams hit with an assault charge uh, mm-hmm. after pushing the photographer. Ain't saying he's right, but mm, we'll get into that. We got Drake May just leading the Tar Heels. Tar Heels top 25, number 25 in the coaches mm-hmm. poll. Uh, we're back. Uh, you heard it here first. And then NBA is going to start soon. NHL starts tonight. The NFL has already started, and the MLB is about to end. Uh, it's like a Beatles song. Best part about it is when it's over. 100% yep. couldn't agree. Got into a Beatles argument over the weekend. They suck. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows they suck. And yep. if you think they're good, then your music sucks. Put period. it on the put it on the damn Sleep Hawk Instagram. Name one good song. Go ahead. I'll wait because there ain't one. And some people try to come at me. I literally got text messages. People are going to be sending me a Spotify link. Um, about a Beatles song. Get get the fuck out you of know, here. It, it's amazing that the people, these Beatles mm. enthusiast enthusiast, you're like, okay, well, okay, name the band. Who are the Who are the people in the band? Ah, mm-hmm. name a song. Like, ah, who's the fourth guy? That I don't know one guy. Yeah, well, you, if know you know one. four guys. John Lennon. He's John dead. Lennon. I don't know John Lennon. Um, then yeah, I don't know him personally, but I'm well, saying he's I dead. I, 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 he, he I didn't know that. Um, Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney. Um, and then there was another one. I don't know who the other one is. Um, one too many. Yeah. But yeah, not a good band. Sorry, guys. Uh, much better options out there. Topic for discussion. So anyway, first one: uh, the Beatles of the NBA are basically Golden State Warriors. Ain't been in my hotter over a long period of time than those guys. They are just. We were talking. Me and Big. I, I, I would disagree with that. Yeah, Golden State has won some championships. Uh, they're pretty good, <laughs> right? I would say I would compare them to the recent Knicks. Proverbial, yeah. I mean, dude, that's what I would say about the beat. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up to say that. I mean, like the what do you think the 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 Warriors are like the Rolling Stones? I'm not a big Rolling Stones guy either. 
I'm a big Rolling Stones. I, like, guy. I mean, I, I like them. I like them. I don't like. I don't have a, 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 a hatred for the Rolling Stones or anything. Like, I like Mick Jagger. I like some of their songs, but it's not like an album that you just are like, yeah, dude, this song's a hit every time. Like, uh, start me up. That's a good song. Great song. Great song. Name another song on the album. Name the album. I don't know. Now I'm not. I'm no. By no means am I a music guy. So there's going to be a lot of people that are. Might, would it be Tattoo You or would it be I don't know what Nightmare that is. on Elm Street? No, that's not. Nightmare it. on Elm Street is a good movie. Yeah. Um, there'll be a lot of people. If you're a music person, chances are you're punching air right now because you're just so pissed that we're butchering all this shit. But listen, man, one unequivocal fact is that the Beatles are not. They suck. Hundred. Um, Draymond. Okay couple things going on here. We've talked about Draymond a lot on this podcast, which is kind of odd because we're two dudes in North Carolina that really have a, not a lot to do with the West Coast, not a lot to do with Michigan State, not a lot to do with Draymond. But Draymond had mentioned you as a uh, you know model of why NIL mm -hmm. is such an important thing. Um, I have talked many times as a uh, Jonathan Kuminga early stage investor uh, about how I've really turned the tide and, and have really come to like Draymond Green. Um, he is a polarizing personality in the NBA um, and a very high IQ player, very emotional player. He's a lot of things. Uh, one thing that um, he added to the repertoire was uh, I think he was wrong when he hit um, Jordan Poole, but there's a lot there and a lot of interesting things a lot of hearsay that we're just gonna you know um pollinate the airwaves with but i just curious about what your thoughts are because you've been on an nba team you've been on a you know on college teams like you've dealt with you know teammate situations locker room talk mm -hmm. things that stay in the locker room things that are supposed to stay in the locker room this is a whole lot of things uh what is your take first take How'd the video get out? Yep. I think everyone's kind of asking themselves that. How does that video surface? Um, and also, I would like to know how much they got paid for that. Mm -hmm. um, I really would. Uh, my second thought is old Poole got cold clocked. Mm. got his lights out. I think he doesn't have a chin on him for sure. Mm -hmm. That's one other thing. Is that he went right down like a sack of potatoes. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think it was a... A cheap shot, like everyone said. I thought Jordan Poole pushed him, and then Draymond reacted to that and cold clocked his ass. Now, I don't think it was right. I don't think what he did was right, and I think Draymond could be probably he may – it looked like he was a little bit of a bully. Mm -hmm. And there's been other speculation going around that Jordan Poole uh, has gotten a little cocky and mm -hmm. started talking a lot of trash, which I can see that. But, hey, let's be honest. This is the middle of training camp. This is when people – are edgy. Uh, you're getting back into um, shape. You're practicing more than you will practice all year. So you're probably doing two a days. Not everyone's in the best of moods. Not everyone wants to be there uh, two times for three hours a day. I'm not sure what the scenario is or what they were doing, but everyone is a little edgy. And I will say this is this isn't the first incident where somebody has cold clocked somebody in training camp in the NBA. This may be the first time where we've seen it on a video. And, you know, Draymond is one guy who will bring a lot of attention. Jordan Poole is an up-and-coming star for the Golden State. They have a lot invested in him. Draymond might be on his way out. I'm not sure what the Warriors are thinking there. But to me, this is unacceptable. 
And the reason this is unacceptable is because Draymond is a leader on that team. He's been in the NBA for, um, you know, he is a vet. He is an experienced veteran, and he's supposed to be somebody who these guys can look at as an example of, hey, I was successful. This is how you get mm-hmm. to the point. I work hard. I do the right things. And to me, I just hate to see that. Um, usually this happens on teams that aren't contenders. This happens on teams where they've lost some games. Everyone's in a bad you know, mood or fighting for jobs, and tempers are up there. That's my take on it, Sleep. Yeah, I, you know, again, I obviously we're not plugged in. We're not shams here. Um, love that guy. Shams, shams. Um, Shambles. He's the dude from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 dude, I follow one dude on Twitter, essentially, as him. Um, he's always got the, got the T. Um, the video. So here's my take on the video, which was your first point. Obviously, it's the video guy or someone close to him, right? Obviously, it's someone with access to the video and here's how i'm looking at that dude you're probably some dude that makes 50 grand a year it's a fucking cool ass job you're hanging out with steph curry you're at the fucking parade you're doing all this cool shit you probably got a ring Mm -hmm. um but you make fifty thousand dollars and guys i was just in california last week fifty thousand dollars ain't gonna cut it nope i bet there are dudes Homeless people make $50,000 in California, okay? Um, I think TMZ must have come to him and been like, dude, 250 minimum guaranteed cash. And sleep, I thought about this when I was talking about it could have came from the security cameras. They could have approached a security guard who had access to the cameras at the practice facility or, or you know, where they play and said, hey – Who's got access to this? We'll give you this. They'll find out. They'll find out who did it. And uh, I it, hope so. It won't be worth it in the long run. I totally is bullshit move, right? Um, money talks though. Is somebody TMZ came at him? Who knows, dude? They might give him a lot more than that because this day and age, they'll throw money around for for stuff like that. He knocked the shit out of Jordan Poole. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I don't know if he deserved it. All I've heard is that Jordan Poole's been chirping because he's about to get you know paid and, and and a lot of people in the locker room the the way i read it was is that the sentiment in the locker room was that jordan pool was uh was chir- had been chirping too much and, and was beginning to wear thin on everybody and then um and, and in the same breath it said but they all they all think that draymond crossed the line which is obvious and draymond to his credit came out and has admitted to all of it the thing that intrigues me is draymond said he's going through some stuff um you know at, on on his own which i hope is is cool and last night so i've been obviously real really in tune with the damn preseason training camp, blah, 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 because my whole life savings tied up in Jonathan Kaminga rookie cards. And and before the game last night, someone asked Kerr what the situation was with Draymond, and it was very cryptic that, that Steve Kerr was like, we'll talk about it after the game. And that's when I texted you, and I was like, man, I hope he doesn't have like a more serious problem. Like, who knows, alcohol or something else, you know? And and then when they talked about it after the game, like well, Draymond will be back Friday. He's gonna play in the last preseason game. He'll play in a home opener. He'll be fined and all this sort of stuff. And and on one hand, I mean the the uh, it was egregious what he did. But you know, 
I don't think it was as outlandish in the context of what you were just talking about, you know, like team sport. I mean, dude, Jordan hit Steve Kerr in the eye, you know, Jordan Poole didn't have a black eye. He played the other night. And, um, so I just think that, did he take it too far? Yes. Are these, but are these grown ass men? And like, if Draymond Green walked up and hit me like that, I would still be in the ER. Right. But like, I don't really know that, you know, it really probably is fair to like, just draw all of your, um, you know, whatever opinion off of what you can see on that video. Cause it looks like it hit him hard. It looks like blah, blah, blah. But like, who knows? Did he hit him with a closed fist, an open fist? There's all kinds of questions, right? But I think at the end of the day, he got his fucking point across. Yeah. And at the, you know, Poole is a, is a superstar in the making. I think like he's going to be a big talent. And, but he's on a place where there are other, um, I'm not just talking about Hall of Fame. I'm talking about like greatest of all time in Steph Curry type players. Um, who don't act like that, yeah. you know what I mean? And who haven't acted like that. And there's a, you know, it talks all around the league about Wiggins coming there to work and some of these other guys coming there to work. And I mean, they have, um, they have a brand of basketball and, and it's business-like. And, um, you know, I think, I think to a large extent, I like Jordan Poole, but I think he got put in his place. And I think probably someday he'll probably tell you that is something he needed. Uh, you know, and here's the other thing is, you know, when, when I look at this, um, and I'm so blown away sometimes, I think the average person, when they see this, they can't really understand it mm-hmm. because you look at any job outside of sport, if you yeah. were to do this yeah. at any other job, everyone that was in that situation would be fired. Yeah. I don't care what type of contract they have. Arrested and all kinds arrested, of stuff. Yeah. You would, and, you know, these athletes all of a sudden now um, – <laughs> I say it like you athletes, um, you know, in the sports setting, in the sport world, you know, Draymond's going to be fine. And they'll, they'll, they said they hash it out, but I'm an athlete and I know somebody hit me like that. I could say that, Hey, I'm, you know what? Yeah. We're all cool now. Blah, blah, blah. Jordan Poole's is trying to get a big contract. What can he go against? He can't come out and say, no, nah, this ain't cool. I just got cold clocked. He's in a, he's in a pickle. And, you know, my, uh, my other thing is Draymond needs more discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, you could, you could actually make an argument that he lost his cool in the finals, kicking people Mm -hmm. in the nuts Mm -hmm. and got suspended and lost him in a championship. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, somebody's going to have to step up and tell Draymond, Hey, you can't be doing that stuff. Okay. You're one of the best players in the league. One thing about your game is we love your intensity. We love your energy. We love your passion. Control yourself, though, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Know when to use it. Know when to turn it off. You're an experienced vet, okay? And, you know, going hard like that in a practice is kind of like a, you know, somebody has been in the league for 12 years now, to really be going like that and practice in a training camp, man, I, I just haven't been around many vets that had that su- type of success that are just really pushing themselves in training camp. That's- and I know that's, that sounds so crazy, but listen, guys, the NBA season is – is a long, tough season. Mm-hmm. These guys are on the road constantly, playing every single night. They went to the championship last year, and so they had a shorter offseason than any other team. Guys aren't going to be pushing themselves in the preseason. He doesn't need to prove anything. Mm-hmm. 
I think this is personal, and I think they have beef. Yeah. And, you know, that that could be saying something else. If To go like that in training camp and knock somebody out, I, I'm not sure they're cool. Jordan said that they hadn't, as of last night, as of yesterday, he said they had not spoken. Um, and, I, you know, you bring up a really good point about, about Draymond, and maybe that's what he had, was alluding to when he was saying he was going through some stuff on his own. Maybe he's realizing that, like, dude, all the blowback from this – it's one of those things that I think when you're dealing with it, dealing with it internally versus when it leaks out to the public and you really start to realize just how much heat is on you. Maybe that's what it takes for you to realize, like, man, this is a problem. I can't behave like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. And 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 uh, you know, I Draymond is like he's an enigma, man, in terms of uh, you know how he sort of protects people and in the role that he takes on that he thinks he has. Um, I I, like, I'll, I'll stand by it, man. Like I used to hate Draymond Green. He was one of my least favorite players in the Mm -hmm. NBA. And now he's literally one of my favorite. I mean, I've just watched him. I love Draymond. Yeah. I've just watched him mature in so many ways. This was a bummer. Like I give him a pass because I, of how passionate he is. You're exactly right. Like he doesn't, I mean, maybe it deserve a pass, but like, I get it where he's coming from. Um, and I, you know, it'd be really interesting to me to see um, how the season unfolds now. Because here you got this team that is like the dream scenario. You got, dude, you could lose Draymond and Jordan Poole, and they're still going to win the championship. These guys are so good, mm-hmm. it's unreal. Um, but the reality is now you've got some like drama brewing. And no, I don't care how good you are. If you ain't rowing in the same damn direction, uh, you're going to have some issues. So what could we see? Later in the season, you could see a trade where they're moving Draymond Green, but you're going to have to re-sign Jordan Poole for about $200 million. So then you're going to look at this situation, and it's going to be like, now how does the rest of the team feel? Whose side are they on? you got to figure that the vets are probably going to be on Draymond's side. you got to figure some of these young guys might be on Jordan Poole's side. You, you they, also – I mean, you can't take into account Draymond – He's on the end of back yep. end of his career. Jordan yep. pulls an up and coming yep. guy. Exactly. So the, then the team has a decision to make. Now, does the team bank on Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman and some of these other guys? And they say, you know what? We're going to we're going to go we're going to swap out Jordan Poole for the damn Sacramento's, you know, uh, protected lottery pick or something like that. I don't know. It's it's a lot of interesting things to come from that because, um, or or. Do these guys get over it and it just pours kerosene on a on a fire and they just go, you know, 74 and 8 this year? Cause because you know, you get because sometimes those sorts of things really forge you together after you 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 just let it out. Like that time Cam got his feelings hurt on the golf course <laughs> and he just let it out on the eleventh tee, and then we had it out. Um, you know, and we were better after that. Um, but or when he let it out on that pine tree after he got his ass whipped on number twelve, but you know I don't know, man. This is a fascinating story, and in, in the in the NBA is I, I say it a lot is easily my favorite league to follow. Now the NBA does so much stuff right. Um, they got a great product. They got great players in all across their markets. Um, this one though is is going to be real interesting mm-hmm. all year. To I follow. agree. Uh, also. Interesting. In a weird way, like I'm not sure where the blame goes on this one, 
But that Tua concussion was scary, man. Like, and then he came back, got hurt again, and then, uh, you know, all this has come full circle. And where, where I say I'm not sure where to to put the blame, I mean, it's like I don't think it's the NFL's fault that whoever should have had Tua off the field the first time didn't. Um, the the doctor got fired, mm-hmm. so that's you know why why their systems in place. I didn't see the second time, but it's pretty scary because I mean he had the first one. And they're like, how did he finish the game? And the next damn game, he gets mm-hmm. banged up. Somebody came out and was like, dude, retire now. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know, man. Football is vicious. I mean, watching these guys get up like they did, it's uh. It's something, dude. I don't know. I, I didn't see it uh, live, and I haven't really seen a lot. I just read a lot of the articles. But um, it does seem like all of a sudden, like, a bunch of dudes are getting hit in the head. It makes you wonder, like, you know, they've done a lot with the with the helmets and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Is is there something that they missed in, in adv- making trying to make advancements in the helmets that somehow there's, there's a susceptibility there? Then on the flip side, you got two games that just flat out ruined by roughing the passer calls. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I... I would go so far as to say the NFL is bordering on a crisis right now over concussions. I I wouldn't have thought this. Um, I didn't think this was possible. I did not. I, I could not believe that Tua played. And I'm, I don't think I'm the only one in this category. There was a doctor from Harvard who studies concussions. And a lot of NFL guys who have passed away from the CTE, mm-hmm. they sent – him their brain to study and see what's going on. Their family personally mm-hmm. sent the brain there. And he tweeted before the game, if Tua plays tonight, this will be a setback for the NFL and everything that we've learned about concussions. Tua should not play. And secondary cushion, concussion syndrome is a very life-threatening um, situation. Sure enough, the doctor, you guys can look it up, went to, I can't think of his name, it happened. He said, I hate to be right. Um, I can tell you sleep. I, I think two has got us like, I think he's got to look at, you know, I don't know how bad his situation mm-hmm. is or what he's going through, but you know, I, you gotta, you gotta think about life post football. Yeah. And I think this is a serious issue because the way his body went after he's been hit, I've never seen it like Mm-mm. that. And if you looked real close, he was, he was out and his mm-hmm. body was moving and, you know, he, when you watch these games, these people also have families. Mm-hmm. Like his mom, I can't imagine when his mom. I don't know if he mm-hmm. has a, you know, a, a wife, a or wife kids, or kid. Or that, you know, yeah. and I can, yeah. you know, you want to, you want to have a, you know, you want to place a, a lot of value on quality of life once you're done playing. But first of all, I think the system works. But what happened here is they didn't use a system. They just went rogue and they said, no, it's a back. They lied to us. Uh-huh. First of all, if I'm the NFL, I come down on the Dolphins. I said, this is bullshit. Okay, this guy clearly had a concussion, and you're lying about it? Okay, what we'll do will make you an example, five-year playoff ban, and we're taking your draft picks away for five years. We're going to put you in the depths of hell. Nobody does this. Okay, we're taking concussion serious. And I do think the NFL is on in crisis mode, mm-hmm. uh, emergency management. You cannot do this. Um, after everything we've learned, they could be sued. What if Tua died? That's that's a real possibility. Oh, yeah. And I've said this. Somebody's going to die on that field yep. one day, yep. and I'm going to hate to see it. Uh-huh. And damn sure he almost did on Thursday night. 
Um, but I hope he's better, and I would hold the coach accountable too. He said after the press conference in the game, you know, thank God it was just a concussion, just a concussion. After everything we've learned about CTE, mm-hmm. people blowing their chest out so somebody could study their uh, their brain mm-hmm. to see what's going on. Why are they feeling like mm-hmm. this? It's a it's an absolute disgrace. And that doctor should have his license pulled. How do you, how could you let somebody like that play? Uh, yeah, I'm pissed off about it. Sleep, dude. I'm I'm reading this article now, and like the, the, the Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. NFL.com and, and a lot of it is just talking about when when was this? This was October. So this is today. This is this morning. And it's like they say he's back on the field. He's cleared to practice. He remains in protocol. So sh- clearly he's not in pads and a helmet and all that sort of stuff. But the context of the conversation is about how close he is to returning to play. And I get the NFL's a business and, and all this sort of stuff, but I'm I'm with you on every single thing you just said. Like, and and what's really interesting to me in as a like journalist, uh, what's what what's left of the journalist in me is you get sports articles that are all just focused on the game. And and then and then here's an article in the New Yorker. And, and I'm, I'm sure there are others. I literally just ran a Google search. There's five articles that pop up. Four are sports-related. One is um, just sort of feature-related. And, and this is where you really will see, like, the true story about why this is scary. And so when the, when the broader media picks up on this, um, you know, and you get people that are really investigating the implications of this with, with, a, with a more, like, a broader brush, because they're not so invested either as a fan or uh, you know, beat writer for, for the dolphins or whatever. Like yeah. I mean, it's where people win, you know, win prizes in journalism and stuff, and it's where they they, you know, society makes strides in its understanding of like why this is important. And so all these people bitching about this tackle on Tom Brady, and of course it's Tom Brady, so that adds a level of complexity, or the one on I think it was Patrick Mahomes. Or somebody, you know, there's there's a couple bad ones over the weekend um, that I think influence the outcomes of games. But give me those and somebody lost a game versus, you know, I don't give a shit about the Dolphins or Tua Tagovailoa, but I damn sure don't want to be like, see this dude die on the football field. You know what I mean? Um, so, look, I think it's important that people put it in perspective. You know, when the the fact of the matter is, is I remember when they started, you know, outlawing the this hit and outlawing that hit. And now they go so, so far as like outlaw hits below the knee and blocks below the knee and blindsides and and all that horse collar tackles and things that like protect your legs and stuff mm-hmm. like Look, man, football's come a long way, and I remember everybody thinking that football wasn't going to be fun to watch anymore because you just couldn't fucking headhunt over the middle. Well, dude, a lot of people still watch football. I'm, I'm not stopping. You know, so um, look, the one thing you kind of, I mean, hard to tip your hat to the NFL because they do a lot of weird shit. But I think in general, you do have to kind of credit them for for progress, whether it's enough progress, whether it's the right progress. I don't know. But I mean, but this flies in the face of it, man. The doctor's right, dude. It sets them back. You can't have this shit. No, and I, you know, I do think I hope the NFL gets it right, and mm-hmm. you know, they need to be serious about this because um, I, I think they put these, you know, the I, I 
heard that they have spotters mm-hmm. now who are doctors who actually look for people who have been taking hits and try to point out you know, concussion symptoms. Okay. This guy's staggering a little bit. Okay. Take him in, check him out. Um, but the one thing I want to know for certain, okay, what happened to where they told us he had a back injury? I want to know why that is about, because we didn't, did he have a back injury before the game? We didn't hear about that. All of a sudden he gets a back injury. Was that just a lie? Because if that is a lie, I think this is a much bigger situation mm-hmm. uh, to directly just lead the public on and lie to us and then put the player in jeopardy. And the reason I have no blame for Tua, mm-hmm. I don't think any of this lies on Tua because you have to protect the player from themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no competitor go is going to say, no, I can't play. Everybody has that competitor inside them, okay, in the NFL. They want to compete. They want to go. Okay, players want to play injured. Uh, Tua was having a great year. But also with concussions, it is a head injury. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking properly. Mm-hmm. You can't make proper judgment calls. That's why he needs to be protected from himself. He was in no condition to make a decision uh, about what he should be doing because he couldn't think clearly. That's what people don't understand about concussions. Your thought process is skewed. So that's why you know it's so frustrating for me is because they had a doctor who is supposed to be a specialist put him back on the field, not not once, but mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. That Sunday where he went down with the back injury, then then that Thursday night off a short rest, mm-hmm. sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's that's what is uh really gets me going on this. It's there's no excuse for it, man. Like what could be going through your mind? Like, I don't give a fuck if it's Tom Brady leading his team down the field in a two-minute drill of the last Super Bowl that is ever going to be played, and you have a, like, it's not a decision. It's not. I mean, it's not even, if you're the doctor, if you're the coach, if you're anybody, if I, I thought about this, I'm like, if I'm an offensive line, if I'm the center on that team, nobody's getting that fucking football from me until he's off the field. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you, I'm putting that shit in my hand, and you can bring out another football, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that one too. Mm-hmm. And like until someone does something about it, and there's all kinds of issues like this in society. But like that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I'm the center, dude, I'm not snapping the ball. Ain't nobody getting it. Mm-hmm. Throw flags until you back us into the end zone, and it's like a form of protest, and we lose the whole fight. Would you have mutiny on your hands? You're fucking right, you would, but you got a lot of ground to stand on. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, you couldn't be more right about it, man. There's just no excuse for it. It's, it's money. It's a business. It's, it's entertainment. It's, there's a price to pay for these guys. They choose to do it. They're adults. They're this, they're that. Right. But, um, give me whatever, whatever excuse you want. There's just no excuse for letting them go out there. And, and right now, I mean, I'm not, you know, you'd have to have damn, you'd have to take me to wherever the Mayo Clinic and have John Q. Mayo tell me that I'm okay to play, to put me back on the football field. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And, and that's not you – know, and I mean, even I have played sports as a kid and, like, really, you know, passionate about it, even as a – you know, like, like, a, like a teenager. Um, but, you know, I don't know. And then the other part you got to remember, dude, is, is we're clo- – I'm closing on fucking 40 years old. Two is 20, half my age almost. And sleep, here's the other thing is you're not a doctor, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. We both knew he got it because we Lord. both knew he had concussion. 
I mean, I, it doesn't take. And the problem I have here is that we they had a guy who was supposed to be a specialist mm-hmm. in concussions. He studies concussions. Me and you, mm-hmm. we have no medical background, mm-hmm. no medical education. We're not qualified. We watch a game concussed. Mm-hmm. Period. And you you ask anybody. Okay, we've watched enough football. We watch walks enough like sport. a duck, talks like a duck. You got a fucking concussion, hundred percent, bro. Hey, field. sit your ass down, <laughs> man. Yeah, they got a lot to figure out out there. And then uh, Bridgewater's got one too. And then you know they ain't. Who knows? Maybe maybe old Sleep Dog will have to lace them up here. Pretty I, soon. You know, I had Bridgewater on my fantasy team, so naturally I kind of wanted him to go back in there and risk bro, his life. My- <laughs> My fantasy team, special victims unit, dude. I got I've, everybody on my damn team is hurt. I got, and the only one that ain't hurt is Justin Herbert, and he ain't playing worth a fuck. Oh, man. Um, don't have Devontae Adams. It's a good thing because Devontae Adams got hit with an assault charge for shoving a photographer. And again, I saw like a clip in passing. I watched Stephen A just going nuts on this shit. But the assault thing, dude, come on. I don't really, I don't really, I don't really buy that. I think he got got heated. I don't, I don't know if the guy was like a field guy or what, but like all I did was shove him down. Mm-hmm. And he's an assault charge, dude. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think there's he shouldn't. Have, maybe you look at hey, why was he running across the tunnel before players go into the lock? I don't know. Yeah, he, he lost his cool. He shouldn't have shoved him. Yeah, and uh, it is getting. I don't know. Sleep. Got to throw that one out. You're yeah. a judge. You throw that shit out, dude. I yeah. don't even want to hear it. Just get the fuck on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the UNC is 25 in the coaches poll. After that loss at Notre Dame, I was going. I was. I would have banked on us being about three and however many games is minus three. Um, but dude, we have turned it around. We just mm-hmm. routed. Fucking mm-hmm. Miami. What do we got this week? We got. Uh, we're going somewhere. Is it Duke or Georgia Tech? Hang on, I pulling it up. Would like to go to Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah, well, we might need to hold off on that one a couple weeks. Uh, let's see here. Going I think it's the, Duke. I think it's Duke. <laughs> oh boy, we still got a couple left that uh um are um not that conducive to it's at Duke. Yeah, at Duke. Boy. Gotta win this one. Real barn burner. Gotta win this one. Nah, they suck. Eight dude. PM at night. Poof. Eight PM. Good God. Good God. If uh, be a rim sleep by halftime. Yeah, that one. I'll be rim. Might as well go ahead and get get some rest right now. Um, let's see who we got. Yeah, eight PM. Duke's Duke's four and two. Mm. Favored by seven on the road. Drake May's unstoppable. And I'm telling you, man, they're talking already. Some people telling me he's a one of the best quarterbacks. He's the best quarterback in the ACC. Bar none. Um, He's got high NFL potential. Dude, extraordinary. They're saying um, he might be the first quarterback taken here in a couple of years. Should be, you know. And that's something that Carolina's just kind of put some good quarterbacks. I mean, I think I, I still think Sam Howell was, was drafted way later than he deserved to be. I mean, he had a bad the, – the team had a bad um, – look, man, I know you're not super, super high on him, but I'm telling you, man, like fifth round – he should have been somewhere higher. No, that. no, I agree. And the thing is, like, to me, Drake, 6'5". Mm-hmm. I mean, he's much bigger yeah. than Sam. And Sam was a hell of a – I mean, he's a hell of a player. But NFL-wise, this guy has what they look for. Dude, I mean, and he's just – he's got, like, the it factor, too, dude. Like, his completion percentage, it says here, in conference play is 70.3, dude. You fucking kidding me? Guy doesn't miss. Fucking averaging over 10 yards. Every time he throws the ball and somebody catches the first down. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback rating. Seriously? 
Conference, 178. Away, 183.8. October, 178. This dude's a stud. Smart kid, too. Yeah, let's see. 134 of 193 on the season. Completion percentage, 69.4. Nice. 1903 through the air, 9.9, 21 touchdowns, three picks, fucking 185 quarterback. This motherfucker's playing Madden out there. I mean, we're going to beat everybody. I don't know how we lost to Notre Dame. I mean, that was the worst game I've seen us play in a long time. And he threw five fucking touchdowns and no picks. We just couldn't stop a damn nosebleed. Mm-hmm. I mean. Kid's got a cannon, period. Dude. I love him. I love every – man, man, there ain't a bad man What a there. stud. I know. The, whole, the whole fam. I met his dad. I met their dad with old Herm one Mark day, Mark May, great Good dude. Lord. I mean, those guys are big guy stuck. too. Uh, uh, brother Bo, also basketball. Bo, motherfucker, <laughs> I mean, we get everywhere you go. And he's a good old Bo Jangles. It's gonna be May. Yeah, I mean, he should have an NIL. If Bo Jangles is listening, man, they, they, I mean, come on, man. Bo rounds, isn't it? Is his name B E A U? I don't know. I don't know how to. We ain't we ain't good spelling. I ain't really good spelling Brandon sometimes. But listen, I think it's B O E. Dude, he threw B O E. Joking. <laughs> he got me on that one. He threw he threw two picks last game. One of them was a bad one. I I, didn't, I don't remember all of them. I, I did watch the whole game, but I don't remember the second one. One of them was a very bad pick. Um, was sacked five fucking times. Uh, that was against Miami. 27-24. Held on one. Um, VT routed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke gonna route him, and then then we start getting into it. Um, gotta play him. Big Hawk loves to let him know. Got to play the games. Got to play him. Got to play the games. Got to play him. Um, and then we wind up. Here's how we're going. Oh, Pitt. Pitt's a big one. Pitt's tub team at Virginia always gives us problems. At Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a good team. George, uh, home of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech always gives us problems because we have no defense. And then, Although our defense has been playing better the last two games. Like, decidedly better. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, that NC State game, buddy. If we can really, really just get it together these next five and just really, you know, just stay on track, God, dude, that NC State game is going to be one for the fucking ages. It's at home. Oh, it's at home. It's Keenan. Old Sleep Dog, day after Thanksgiving. Old Sleep Dog, I I will weigh 80 pounds heavier by that day, and I will drink, I will claw myself to the stadium. I mean, I will, man, because you ain't got this holiday, dude. Mm-hmm. Your holiday before, you're surrounded by holidays. Trying a, to get rid of your family. It's just, a great time of the year. Holy shit, man! It's it's the time of the year where you you know you, you start every family gets together and then you start to. All right, now everybody's annoyed, so you start throwing them back. All right, now I got to be around you guys for a little bit. You got to watch the Lions, you got to watch the Commanders, and you got to fucking watch the fucking, what is a Christmas story, and kids are fucking screaming, and dogs are barking and shit, and damn, somebody's yelling at you, where the fuck is the potato masher? I'm like, I don't, you know. Um, Dude, the heels, I'm telling you, man, this could be a fun year. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really didn't look good in the start, because... We were, I mean, 40 in the fourth quarter against App State. Notre Dame, Notre Dame was just better than we were. And I would, I'd be interested to see, is Notre Dame ranked yet? Because they won again the other day and looked good doing it. Um, hang on. That's when they beat us. They are three and two, but BYU was ranked and they beat them and then they beat us. And obviously we're close to being ranked. 
Cal. They lost those first two games. First one was against um, Ohio State. Then they lost to Marshall at home. I mean, that, that one stings a little. Um, but I'm telling you, they played us. They they look good. Mm-hmm. And they've still got Syracuse, who's ranked. I didn't realize that. And Clemson um, and USC. So they got, they got plenty of room. And, and that's the thing, dude. This is why college football can get interesting because – They've got enough meat left on their schedule where they can get serious and they can be, you know, 18th in the country. And now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, the old heels that lost don't look so bad. Nope. But um, for now, it does. Still stings. Uh, basketball. Hoop starts next week. Mm-hmm. Um, NBA. NBA. And when when does uh, Carolina hoop it? When do they kick it off? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Tip it off. Mets are out already. Fucking A. God, dude, I was getting hyped. I sat next to a Vander Holyfield on the way home from Las Vegas the other day. Um, we'll close it out. We'll do a cookie review here. We'll get started here in a second. Uh, Blue Ox, by the way, cookie cookie farm. Um, the I uh, sat next to a Vander Holyfield, and we were in the front row. This was a red eye home from Las Vegas, and I had just taken a Benadryl to fall asleep, and a Vander Holyfield sits next to me, and I'm like, damn, I'm really afraid I'm going to fall asleep and like lay on this guy's shoulder or something. Um not much of a talker. He he put his headphones, you know, the ones they give you that plug into the TV. That well, we're in the front row, uh, and um, first world probs. He had to put the um, the headphone jack. He plugged it into the USB. thing, yeah, on the wall, which obviously stretches the cord out across. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, if I got to piss in the middle of the night, I don't want to tell Vander Holyfield like, yo, bro, you got to unplug your headphones and piss. So I tried to explain to him because there's also a, a, a speaker right in your armrest. And I was explaining to him, I was like, you can you can actually plug it in right here. And he's looking all over the place for it and like you ain't saying anything. And it, I mean it's like 1030. Uh-huh. We're getting ready to take off on a, on a red eye back to Raleigh. And all he does is like fumble around. And I'm like, now I'm trying to like be helpful because I'm like, maybe he'll maybe he'll think I'm cool. And uh he just goes, Yeah. <laughs> and then he plugs in. I was like, all right. Well. What do you watch? Did, great question. Great question. Because I was really curious, man. He's going through the movies. And I'm like, what the fuck is he going to watch? This is this this guy at one point in time was the premier motherfucking alpha dog mm-hmm. on planet Earth. I mean, world heavyweight champion when heavyweights were still fucking heavyweights, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, what movie is this guy going to watch? I, I was like, man, if this dude watches like... A damn finding Nemo or some God, shit. I'm gonna lose it. He watched the movie, um, and he and it was curious too because he would go. He scrolled through God, near every damn movie they had on the thing, and he would stop and read some. And I'm like, that'd be interesting. I mean, he goes past like Godfather and like all the all the all the gangster movies Classics. and shit. And then um, he landed on uh, the first movie he watched was the one about Serena and Venus. Oh, okay. Uh, which was, you know, a little heart warmer, but you know, just sort of a very like, okay, yeah, I can see that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen that movie myself. The second one he watched was, <laughs> was no country for old men. Oh my God. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. And, um, at one point he's dozed off with his chin down and I'm like awake and I'm watching <laughs> just, I don't know. You know how it is on a plane. You're just like looking around. don't really mm-hmm. know what you're doing. And there's the scene where the guy's driving the truck. And the dude shoots him in the head, and it blows it all in the back window. Like, dude, Vanderfall, I thought he was going to – if he hadn't had his seatbelt on, he'd have jumped out of his seat. He woke him up, and I was like, uh, 
Man, I had to, dude. I had to pee for two hours, and even though I had him unplug that thing, I didn't, I didn't move. And when we got here, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, what do you, you know?" I didn't want to bother him. A, because he's famous, and B, because it's a red eye, right? You don't want mm-hmm. one thing I learned. You don't want to sit next to a celebrity on a red eye because they don't want to talk no more than you do. And I was like, uh, "What brings you to Raleigh?" He said, uh, "Just passing through." Just passing through. Yeah, I think he's going to Atlanta. That's where he's from. I think he's connecting. Connecting on a red eye. Connecting yeah. through Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Boy. I um, I, w- I mean, I was going to strike up a deeper conversation. You know, I didn't <laughs> didn't want to talk his ear off or anything. Mm. You know, <laughs> follow me. Um, so yeah. Anyway, Vander Holyfield. This is the most famous guy I've ever sat next. To. It was weird sitting next to like a guy like that because you know this dude is. It, and I couldn't help but think, and I'm flying out of Vegas. I'm like. Ain't many people had trips to Vegas like this guy's had trips to Vegas. Bro, <laughs> you come fucking get your ear bitten off. You win the heavyweight title. God only knows what dude's got eleven kids. Um, I think he got his ear bitten off in Memphis though. I'm pretty sure it was in Las Vegas. Pretty sure it was MGM Grand because I was googling it, but I wasn't. Now that Memphis, ain't nobody fighting boxing matches in Memphis, are they? I think it's a pyramid. Pyramid, pyramid in Las Vegas. It was, is in the MGM. Yeah. I can't remember. Tyson did fight in the pyramid at some point because but, my dad. Oh, probably because when he was disbarred or something. That's probably it. All right. We got a chocolate chip cookie from Blue Ox Bakery, which is, uh, I think, in Durham. Let me out. Let me see. We got the coffee shop beforehand. I said, I asked them if they're any good. And they were like, they sell out. <laughs> I'm like, well, why aren't they sold out? How did we get our hands on them? Did you get the price on that? Mm, it was. Uh, I don't remember. I'll they were like two fifty. Right. I'll tell you what. Not bad. Not bad cookie. Real soft, kind of mm-hmm. thick. Not too thick. So like not all the way done in the middle. Yeah, I like that. I like. Yeah. Like definitely the type of cookie. I mean, one of my core qualifiers is kind of eat seven of these some bitches. I think I get I'd say four. the answer is yeah. yeah. I, I could eat seven. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh-huh. Um, man, I got to go 7.58. I was going to go 7.5, man. Against uh-huh. the rule to go to a whole number. Yeah. What a solid cookie, blue ox. Mm-hmm. You know? Very good. You so, want to sell more of these, you come sponsor Sleep Hog Worldwide. I mean, these motherfuckers will fly off the shelves. We can give you a 10. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> a Tim Donaghy cookie review, man. Guys. I did on Sleepwalk. I posted a 10, and that was out of excitement. And then I had a really, really good cookie in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Was that the one that you did with the uh, ice cream on it? Yeah. It came oh, out on a skillet. skillet. Oh, yeah. The very, you could not eat seven of those, so it wouldn't have been a 10 for you. Well, well you could have, but you would have <laughs> You would needed some Pepto-Bismol and, <laughs> at minimum. Um, I loved it, and it was. it came out hot. It was kind of the mm. same effect. It wasn't fully cooked. It was warm. And then you just take a dump of ice cream. I know this is not traditional. Mm. And the thing I really liked about it, it claimed to be a real dairy farm. And now why I like that so much is because now you have all these places, oh, we're, we're dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm just like, well, what? How in the hell did you make this? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, this is dairy. <laughs> And I loved it. I loved it. This guy, listen, this has gluten. We ain't protecting nobody. Dairy, listen, this is old school. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, it is. 
And, I pumped uh, that cow myself. And 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 so now I've kind of got rage against these places <laughs> because there is a place in Chapel Hill that they don't have milk, but they have a list of milks. <laughs> a scroll. We have almond milk, oat milk, uh, pecan milk, and then we have not milk. They have a milk named not milk. It's not. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, what the? Fuck? I just want old. Dude, did you see milk. where? Um, what game was it? It was the Carolina Miami game. They went out and got a sponsorship from Crumble Cookies. ESPN did. ACC Network. I can't help but think that there's some people chiming in here, tuning in, that don't want to give credit where credit's due. And by the way, we already chatted about the Crumble Cookies. Unless they want to sponsor us, in which case we could we could re-review. I mean, we might have got a hold of a couple bad ones. They got a bad bat. Yeah, I mean, every now and then, listen, man. Jordan didn't score 30 every game, Mm-mm. right? So, I mean, um, listen, we're we're all ears. You want to come in and uh, you want you want some tens to start flying off the shelves mm-hmm. and some cookies to start selling and selling fast mm-hmm. and selling frequently and selling often and selling for for a lot of money. Hey, Call we us. can make sense of your high prices yeah. and your <laughs> bad right. scores. Yeah. There ain't nobody out there reviewing more cookies Mm-mm. than old Sleep Dog and Hawk. That's right, man. People people do what we say. When they go to shelves, when they go to, when the stores stock the shelves, the ones that go unstocked the quickest are the ones vetted and verified by Sleep Hawk Worldwide. Would love to put a verified on them. <laughs> I will drop a blue check right there on your mug. You can put my face on your cookie for a hundred thousand dollars. There Dog. it is. Yeah. Pick a body part. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Pick a body party. <laughs> <laughs>